Welcome to The Vanderpoint. Please join your hosts, Jessica Vanderkoy and Rachel Pointer, as they challenge each other and have critical conversations about disrupting and dismantling the systems that fuel human trafficking. Well, so I think, like, as part of this, then, it's like, so then what do you do, right? Um, You know, if you are a white woman in a helping profession, and this is where you've built your career, and this is where you want to stay, no one's saying leave, right? All people mm-hmm. are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, all energy and spirits are needed to be able to do the, you know, change this, these systems and have um, opportunity for people to heal and not recreate trauma and, you know, and abuse and violence and, and inequities. So, you know, what do you do then? What, you know, what's the change that, that we hope that people would, you know, Um, start to consider yeah the first thing that comes to mind is sit down and shut up yeah like seriously sit down close your mouth start listening you know there's this um phrase like god gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason Mm -hmm. we are so quick to speak before we actually hear to think that we have to respond right away to things everything becomes a crisis and we don't actually have to do that i like sit down sit down stop moving pay attention listen to what's being actually said follow the trails because when you do that you hear the roots you hear what's happening and you can start to put together how your action and inaction has been harmful from that point there's some other things that need to happen but the first thing is sit down and start listening like listen to learn mm-hmm. this is something i think we um we train ourselves out of we train ourselves out of the listening to learn like we are so used to listen. I'm, I'm queuing in to hear for what I want to argue you about, um, what I want to get mad at you about, what I want to solve for you, what, you know, what I want to get into with someone else over, how I can use what you're doing or saying against you or against someone else. Mm-hmm. We, we're not actually listening. Listening to learn requires like an openness and an internal silence. Being in a space, making yourself, forcing yourself to silence your response system internally so that you can actually hear what's being said around you. And then hopefully you start hearing more voices than just your own mm-hmm. and more voices than the ones that sound and look like you, mm-hmm. then you can start putting together an action plan after you've learned something. You can put together an action plan without learning anything, like we do it in our sleep, uh, in this field especially, <laughs> right? But it, it becomes a harmful action plan because we haven't actually heard what needs to be heard? We're not hearing anything. Mm-hmm. To truly um, be able to do that, I think there's a second piece to it, which is you have to recognize that the speak up, that the ideas, that the productivity without knowing the details or the information mm-hmm. is a symptom of of white 
supremacy leadership, right, in systems. Mm-hmm. So the person who can um, process information quickly, the person who can come up with ideas quickly and be articulate, um, the person who is quote unquote participatory, meaning you spoke during the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Those people are elevated in systems. Oh yeah. Right? And so I do think that gets that um, the idea of, of sitting down and listening is counterintuitive to being successful in a white supremacist system. Absolutely. So um, as people are listening to the idea of, yeah, I've heard that I need to listen. I don't think people really know what that means because it is a much bigger feat. It's exactly what you said, right? Listen to hear. Listen to, to have someone point you out is what your role is going to be that would be helpful as opposed to needing to be, you know, the innovator or the leader, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that I've had to work on um, a lot because a lot of my my professional success over the years has been being the leader in innovative ideas and speaking up and being articulate kind of in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it is very counterintuitive to growing my own success to sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I have to be intentional about and I have to be okay with being uncomfortable, but I got to look at the end game. Where are we going? Where are the solutions? Whose voice needs to be heard in this space? And more importantly, whose voice is not being heard in this space because I'm talking? Yes. Um, So I appreciate that that conversation about listening because it's it's something that I'm working on Mm. on a regular basis and um, really, you know, kind of put as a priority in in my life Mm. over the last years, the last year. What else? Good people, you know, if if you are a white helper, right, um, and we're not making an assessment on whether or not you're a good person or a bad person, but the mm-hmm. idea of being a white savior um, is not something you want to identify with, or you are actively considering how your behavior and your intentions have actually had a negative and dangerous impact, how do you pull yourself out of that, right? Ooh, yeah, I think there's there's a, a different way for everyone right? What works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. So recognizing that probably first, that how I go about checking myself, checking in with myself is probably going to be different from how you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and my process of walking backwards and, and looking at like, the choices that I've made in my career and in my life and even friendships and relationships and my giving even, how I do that is going to look different from other people. I think the the common piece is that I do it, right? Tuning, yeah, you got to get on the train. You gotta yeah. Be, you got to be moving, right? Yes. Tuning in to what I'm doing and what I have done, paying attention to that piece through the lens of all the things you're learning. Right. You know, listen, 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 and then look at what you've been doing, what you're doing now, and kind of comparing like, okay, right? Uh, there's so many different things that, that we need to <laughs> we need to do from that space. Like, I don't know, first of all, be able to admit that we've made mistakes that some of them, some of those, some of those decisions that we made weren't mistakes because we did them more than one time and we did them after we learned they were harmful. Mm-hmm. That's not a mistake. Directly hurt people. 
mm-hmm. on purpose. And we need to not just admit that we need to like deeply acknowledge that and, and, and confront that we have actively caused harm, mm-hmm. right? When we have, we need to do that. We also need to learn how to apologize understanding that the forgiveness of the other person isn't owed to us. It, this isn't just one and done, right? Like you don't just like stop being harmful, <laughs> right? Like un- we are in this space. We've been raised and bred in this space where literally everything about the way that we are and the way that we show up feeds into this system of oppression. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do something to try and interject, to change that, to fix that, that, the system, not the people. And then we're going to recognize another space where we have work to do. And then we're going to work there. And then we might have to go back and be like, God, now that I know this, I really need to re-examine where I came from before. Like, it's lifelong. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't say that to be like, oh, you're going to be in the middle of this, like, undoing for forever. Fatalistic nonsense. But just be realistic about the fact that it's, we're not going to come out of this today, right? We're not going to come out of it tomorrow. But we can step into every day with the intention of, aligning ourselves better today than we did yesterday, right? Behaving differently and moving through the world differently today than we did yesterday and doing the same thing, showing up differently, better, as a better human, right? The more full human, contributing in a healthy way to our systems and our environments, um, whether that health means tearing things down and uprooting toxicity or like, you know, fertilizing, etc. we can do that better every day. So tomorrow I'm going to do it better than I did it today. Showing mm-hmm. up with that intentional, intentionality, I think is critical. And then recognizing like, for fuck's sake, it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. you. You know, you have work to do. There's things that you, you can absolutely contribute to society, to the communities that you live in. You can absolutely impact positively or negatively the space around you but it's not about you Mm -hmm. it's not about you and that means that we don't get to get mad we don't get we don't we don't get to be mad when no one throws us a party for all of the work that we do in a space like sorry that's part of being a good human Mm-hmm. And, and if you are doing what you're doing so that you get a party, you should probably just save your money and throw yourself a party because, <laughs> like, <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is not that space. I guess if, like, if I could come up, just, I think, taking I don't have, like, a worksheet. <laughs> yeah, a checklist. Checklist. That's not how yeah. it works. Off the cuff take care of yourself well people nurture well communities so handle your shit don't see the world through your childhood lenses um and through your wounded lenses right so work on your own stuff so that you come fresh and ready and well to spaces that that potentially need your nurturing right and Mm -hmm. 
after you've listened and kind of understand your role. I think the other thing that that is essential in all of this is you can't participate in the work where you're directly, you know, maybe responsible in your role of providing direct service without caring about the upstream, right? You, mm-hmm. you Today stops the day that you just stop pulling babies out of the river, right? Right. So if you are a clinician and you are working with, you know, children in foster care as a clinician, you can no longer care, um, not care about the disproportionate number of children of color who are removed and placed in foster care, languish longer in foster care and have, you know, different outcomes than white children, period. You can no longer not care about that. If you are working in the area of trafficking, right, and you are providing direct service to victims of trafficking, you can no longer after this moment not care about why there are disproportionate number of black women who are trafficked, right? We can no longer not care why women are disproportionately impacted by this crime. We can no longer not care about the disproportionate rate of LBGTQ youth who are homeless and at greater risk um, for needing to participate in survival sex or being exploited, right? Mm -hmm. You, You don't get to separate the two anymore. And that is ultimately how you position yourself to not um, be in a savior role. Your job is to work yourself out of a job. Your job is to work yourself out of a job. How do I end trafficking? Well, you got to care about what's in the water upstream. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You also have to like hold your other white savior friends accountable, right? We don't, we don't get to just sit back and let that continue. Mm-hmm. Part of the work is interrupting it. Yes. Part of the work is stepping up to your other white, stereotypically cisgendered female friends, mm-hmm. right? And saying like, hey, I've been learning this. I really think that you need to take some time and learn this too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sweet. Because um, my response usually is, <laughs> is, ooh, that's a little white savory. I think you should stop doing that. <laughs> um, and I say that with not from a spirit of I've never been there, never done it. I can identify it because I know what it is. Yeah. So I guess I, I, I don't want to come across as, as an expert or <laughs> or knowing all of this, but I know it intimately because I've spent 20 years as a white woman in the helping profession. So, um, so that's typically been my response, like whether it's been on social media or it's been in person, it's like, uh, I don't think that's the direction we're going to go because that's pretty white savory and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, offer solutions. Right. So, but I appreciate absolutely that you mentioned holding each other accountable because, that's the only way we get out, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we move the needle, right? Yeah. I specifically holding each other as white folks accountable in this oh, yeah. case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like, I mean, we've, we've, we've labeled this as like white saviorism specifically, mm-hmm. um, but recognizing that we have to do the work first and we have to be the ones to hold each other accountable. It is not on a person of color to hold us accountable Mm -hmm. for how we have dehumanized 
people of color. It is on us. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, you listed off all those things we don't get to do anymore. Yeah. Past this podcast, this is one of them. We don't get to put the burden on people of color anymore to hold us accountable to how we show up, to how we interrupt, and that we interrupt mm-hmm. this behavior. Yeah. Thank you for witnessing today's conversation on The Vanderpoint. Jessica and Rachel hope you will join them next time as they continue engaging in this critical work.